What's up, everybody? It is July 21st with episode 53 of the ClapperCast. I'm Burke. And I'm Sean. And this week on our episode, we're going to preview the Eastern Conference play-in round. Uh, we're just going to give our thoughts on how the series might uh, might go and give some, some major points for each series. Um, so, Sean, I thought we could start with the Penguins versus the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, so this this to me is like the most lopsided of the play-in series all of both conferences. Um, provided Pittsburgh is healthy and can stay healthy for the whole thing, they have pretty much all the advantages in the series is theirs to lose. I would agree, as long as there's not a mumps outbreak in Penguins uh, <laughs> camp. Well, let's see. Crosby did miss practice for a day, so you know, never know. Yeah. We'll see if the next uh, time he speaks to the press, if he's got that gigantic <laughs> chin <laughs> like he did. But don't worry, he still doesn't ago. have the mumps, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would agree, though. Um, it's definitely lopsided. I mean, all the memes about the Canadians even making it into playoffs um, are there for a reason, right? Like, they, they've had a pretty rough season. I think they're the team that got swept this year, this year by the Red Wings. Is that correct? I think so. I think that was the... I think that was their deal this year. So that's pretty poor. Um, you know, uh, we've seen the Canadians. Their one, their one shot in the dark here is if Carey Price lights it up. We've seen the Canadians do that a few times uh, in recent history, um, where their goalie just plays lights out and they beat a way better team on paper. Um, yep. So I think that that is really all, all I really have to say about Montreal in this play-in series is that they really must they really have to be banking on Carey Price just playing lights out yeah and I mean that's kind of where I'm at too like Montreal barely made it into this expanded format they're playing the best non the best non-buy team in the east and like you said they they're going to be relying on Carey Price to have a better than average postseason because he was not the great Carey Price in the regular season he was kind of average and aside from him, they don't have a proven or reliable backup. It's a lot of rookies. Yeah. And, I mean, they do technically have on-paper advantages in nets and also on high-end D. I'd say Shea Weber and Jeff Petrie would be top two defensemen on Pittsburgh. But that's putting a lot of pressure on them and taking away from their depth that they don't quite have as much as Pittsburgh does at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Carey Price, 32nd in even strength save percentage this season among goalies with 1,000 minutes played. And 32nd in goals saved above average. So yeah, not a great regular season, but no. you know, Carey Price is, is known to have that next level at yeah. times. So, you know, if he can bust that out, I think they've, you know, they, he can obviously bail them out. Um, but, you know, the, the Penguins are not without their own goalie issues um matt murray looked a little shaky this season at he times. was not great um, tristan jerry kind of took his job um for a while there um you know jerry even ended up going to the all-star game <laughs> instead yeah. of murray so well, at this point um, after after the way murray after i mean the way he closed out the season i would say that tristan jerry is probably the penguin starter going into this yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, who knows right now with with the whole 
few months off, uh, things might have changed, but uh, I think Jerry's got the better stats. Um, Big time. I think, you know, the Penguins have shown in the past that they're not afraid to go with the hot hand, i.e. with Murray and Fleury. Um, so, you know, Murray might just be on the other end of the stick here on this one, um, where he has to ride the pine and see if he gets his shot if Jerry gets lit up. Um, yeah. So that could be inter- that could be an interesting storyline if Murray ends up having <laughs> what he did to Flurry happen to him. Um, could be interesting there. Quite quite the timeline in net for Pittsburgh. It's kind of interesting though, just to see that constant uh, turnstile of goalies. Yeah, and I think it says something about their player development, right? That they're they're in that situation. It's not like the Vancouver Canucks goalie controversy situation. It's a bit we have better too many of a good spot goalies to be in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get rid of all of them and end up with nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think the goaltending is really going to be the you know the tail of the tape on this one. Um, that's really going to be the deciding factor. I think. You know, the Pittsburgh Penguins have a lot more offense up front um, than the Canadians. Uh, I think Jonathan Drouin was hurt at the end of the end of the season. Um, so we'll see if he comes back. But, you know, Penguins are going to have Gensel come back. That's massive for them. Um, so I think it's really going to be a case of goaltending. Yeah, I, I mean, you have one other one other key point for Montreal is them having that um, that line uh, with Philippe Deneau, who is, mm-hmm. I mean, him and that line are one of the better defensive lines in the league. So it's going to be really a lot of pressure on them to shut down whichever of Pittsburgh's top two lines yeah, one they're matched up against. Yeah, um, and I mean, if if Deneau's line can shut down whichever Pittsburgh's number one offensive line is and then it's going to fall on petrie slash whoever to help defend against the second offensive line as they're usually the second pairing of defensemen you know maybe montreal has a chance but i don't think they quite have enough firepower across the whole lineup to take down the almighty penguins really yeah i would agree for sure um so what's your prediction for this play in round matchup this this one's my sweep it's pittsburgh in three for me yeah i would say i i predict pittsburgh in four just i think Carey price might steal one game that's um, fair but not enough to to make a real damage in the in the series uh so there it is there's their their prediction um both going with pens um so next up do you want to move to the carolina hurricanes versus the new york rangers sounds good um, so much to the chagrin of <laughs> Rob Brindamore, um, <laughs> this is the, the matchup the that can- they get. The Hurricanes have to win the, the same number of games yeah. each. No one gets. No one has to play an extra game. Yeah. Um, so, um, I think for this one, it's a bit different. Uh, I see them as more equals. Um, you mentioned that you thought the Penguins, Canadians, one was was the most lopsided of the bunch. I think this one's going to be really close. Um, There's a lot of moving parts though. Um, So maybe let's, let's dive into that first. um, If that, 
that works for you. <laughs> of course. Um, but Carolina was a team that um, got a lot of new pieces at the deadline, including Brady Shea from the New York Rangers. Um, and they're actually getting a lot of guys back in the lineup too. Um, so Notably they're, Dougie they're, Hamilton. Dougie Hamilton. Um, they, they traded and acquired Sammy Vatnin um, from the New Jersey Devils. I so another kind of offensive defenseman. Um, he actually Carolina has like nine NHL ready defensemen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to get Dougie Hamilton and Sammy Vatnin back on the blue line. Um, that's going to be massive for them. I, I think their defense is going to be just amazing. Um, yeah. You know, if they come back ready to play and, and you know, at the caliber that they are normally play at. Um, it's I mean, if one doesn't show up, then won't. he sits and the next one goes in. They've got a nice revolving door for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it, it could be interesting, you know, especially with Brady Shea in the mix. Um, having, you know, the former Ranger on the other team is going to be fun to watch, I think. Um, but, yeah, I think it really comes down to the defense for me. Um, would, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Um, so yeah, like you, I mean, Carolina has unreal defense. They have one of the best defensive cores in the league, and that could really make a huge difference when they're up against the offensive firepower of the Rangers, having Panarin and Zibanejad, um coming down, coming down and trying to overwhelm them. Hey, don't forget them Ryan Strom. Come on. Oh yeah, <laughs> offensive legend Ryan Strom. Can't forget him. Um, yeah. Um... And, so and I think like if you if you compare it to like the the Rangers defense where you've got a little bit more of youth, youth <laughs> you know? and all of their defensemen are also offensive. Any of yeah. their notable defensemen are offensive defensemen. Yep. They don't have so, like the the Jacob Slavin type who's like just a shutdown wizard. Yeah. So I mean, who would who would there even their shutdown DB like Truba? It just falls on Truba. I mean, unless Mark Stahl is better than I give him credit for. But I don't think he's their top the same. six includes Truba, Stahl, uh, Fox, um, D'Angelo, D'Angelo, and yeah. some combination. Looks like Ryan Lindgren, and then Brendan Smith and Lebar Hayek are regulars. Oh yeah, Brendan Smith, fourth line legend. Um, so I think so. Like even just reading those out and comparing it to Carolina's, as we've mentioned, those guys, I that's night and day that's really is night and day um so i think it's going to be it's going to be a different two different teams i know this sounds really dumb but you've got the the offensive dynamism of panarin and and zbanejad and then you've got like such a strong defense so um how does that match up yeah and i mean the hurricanes themselves aren't offensive slouches either they have their own little trio of of offensive talents there with um aho yep. teravainen and the other one that i cannot Svechnikov. remember svechnikov there we go <laughs> mm-hmm. um and new york doesn't have the defense to really counter those guys no no so i think you might see you might see a lot of goals <laughs> um one way like they might be there's a lot of talent to score, but it looks like one team has the ability to shut down on paper, mm-hmm. whereas the other team does not. And neither team is going to be bailed out by a particularly hot or insanely talented goalie, um, unless a goalie gets hot. 
Um, both of these teams have had issues with goaltending this year. You know, we've had Lundqvist kind of sadly passing the torch a little bit um, to, to two guys. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, the, the Hurricanes, their goaltending hasn't been a bright spot either. No, um, I mean, Razik and Reimer are average and nothing more. Yeah. They've been they've been sufficient. Is is a nice way to. Think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, average or even below average. Um, so I mean, it could be it could be high scoring because you might have you know weak goaltending and being beaten by talented offense. Yeah. And then not being able to to keep the gates shut on defense. Um, so this one's tough for me. Um, yeah. We're gonna be you we're gonna be seeing if if the Rangers' offensive depth can overpower the defensive depth of Carolina, and yeah. we'll have to really see because I mean there's no way like I mean it could happen, but when you've got a top pairing of Jacob Slavin and Dougie Hamilton, probably that's gonna be a, quite the matchup for Panarin and Zabanajad and whoever whoever else plays on that line to to really overpower. So they're gonna be looking to guys like Buknievich and Kreider and Jesper Foss to provide the offense that'll hopefully get them through yeah because i think the, the top end defensive talent on carolina is going to be tasked with shutting down those top end talent on new york so you're going to have to rely on that depth for sure um you went first in the last series i'll go first on this one i'm going to pick carolina in five i think this one's going to go the distance um and i think it's going to really <laughs> Really make Rob Britton more happy, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, that's what I'm picking. I'm picking five. I think this one's going to be yeah. super close. You know, I actually had written down the Rangers originally, but as we had this discussion and as I kind of looked deeper into the players and more at the notes and stuff, I'm actually switching to, to uh, say, Carolina and five as well. And I also want to throw in an important one that's switching this decision for me is that we've seen how the Hurricanes can play in the playoffs. We saw them mm-hmm. in the 18-19 playoffs when they played that amazingly fast-paced, high-tempo game that just completely shut down the Washington Capitals. Yep. And we saw it, We saw how they could control the pace of play so well to completely negate anything that you know guys like Kuznetsov and Ovechkin could do. And yeah. if they can, if they can find that same ability or that same tempo and pace right off right out of the gate then they will be able to shut down guys like Panarin and Zibanejad that's a good point um you know they've they've gone pretty far into the playoffs last time around um so they're hungry they want to be there um one thing I just remembered we mentioned Brady Shea going the other way to Carolina at the trade deadline um Adam Fox um his signing rights were traded from Caroline to the Rangers last summer. Um, so that's a, that could be a spicy. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a spicy defensive rivalry right there. Yeah, so we've got one, you know, on both sides. So that uh, that could be interesting. Could be a talking point moving forward. Um, let's move on to the next series here, um, to the New York Islanders versus the Florida Panthers. Um, Again, this is a weird one. Uh, let's let's start with your thoughts yeah. on this one, Sean. So I'm, I'm my thoughts are quite. Here, let me rephrase that. I th- I think this series is probably set up to be the most kind of boring or uninteresting of the first round <laughs> ones. I don't see a particularly appealing 
side to this. Like you've got the the low goal scoring, weak weaker offensive Islanders versus the weak defense and goaltending of Florida. But where mm-hmm. each of these teams are weak, they're strong against the other teams equivalent if that makes any sense like the weak offense versus yeah. a weak goalie the weak the stronger defense and goalie versus the weak the stronger offense that it kind of all balances out and i don't really know where this series is going to go um mm-hmm. now that being said i said florida has weak defense and goalies on paper their goaltending isn't particularly weak they have sergey bobrovsky and they also have a, a backup who did insanely well through the regular season in chris drieger um, who had, he played, only played 12 games, but he had a 938 save percentage and a 2.05 GAA with a 10.1 or 10.01 goal saved above average, which that could be huge. If Bobrovsky, and we know he's a bit of a slow starter, he's kind of shown it the last few seasons here. If he takes this as kind of an off season and starts this, you know, branch of the season slower, then they can switch to the backup pretty quickly and see if he continues any of that regular season magic. Yeah, which which version of Bobrovsky are we going to get? Um, are we going to get last year's playoff Bobrovsky, or are we going to get every series before that Bobrovsky? Yeah. Is he on or off the case? We need to know. We do need to know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think you, you definitely nailed it um, with these teams are set up for each other's weaknesses. Um, That's a good way to put it. <laughs> it's, it's a lot less complicated than what I said. <laughs> like you've got the, you know, the offense and the defense. Um, I think it could be boring, but it could be. It could be. It could be a tight series, like a fun to watch series, just because it's such close hockey. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I'm, I struggled with with thinking about what will happen in this one because we had the Islanders swept. They swept the Penguins last year, which was surprising. Um, but they've struggled to score this year. So, does JG Pajot help? You know, um, I'm not sure. Um, you know, the the Panthers made a little bit of moves um, to get, you know, some more some more moving pieces there. Um, they've got a pretty pretty strong offense. But does their defense good enough? I mean, some other defensemen play forward <laughs> yeah so. i mean one of their defensemen like keith yandel is a very offensive defenseman and is it pissick that plays forward yeah yeah so <laughs> they don't they don't even have a defense per se yeah i mean i think the one the one good thing that they did um is that they brought in eric Halla. um you know they, they sent out of town Vinny trocek he's now in the Canes, but they brought in Halla. So I think Halla might be good for more like that two-way kind of play. So maybe they've got, you know, a bit more help in the back end with him around. Um, well, it helps provide a nice balance, too. I mean, they've got the offensive advantage with, like, Barkov, Huberto, and Hoffman. So Halla being a more two-way player helps give them a little bit of a weapon to use against the Islanders' one offensive weapon in Barzell. Yeah, I think this one's kind of like... You know, the Islanders were kind of hot out of the gates, if I remember correctly, but slowed down. Um, that is correct. They're really not great at scoring. <laughs> um, no. But that being said, they weren't great at scoring, but they also didn't give up a lot of goals. They were just like a very low, low-scoring mm-hmm. team in both regards. 
Yeah. Uh, my prediction would be low-scoring games in this series. Unless Bobrovsky just shits the bed completely and just lets in everything. Um, but it could be it could be a lot like the first series with um, the, the Canadians and the Penguins. It's just coming down to goaltending. Because yeah. the, the skaters are so you know evenly matched in the team, how they approach like playing the game where it's all offense or it's all defense. It could kind of be like, uh, you know, almost counteracting each other and, and nullifying any advantage that other team would have. And then the goaltending will be relied upon as kind of the difference maker. Um, and it just, it's kind of, you know, the two Russian goaltenders, you got Varlamov um, and you've got Bobrovsky, the two starters. And I think that the Islanders are in a better place because they've got Grice as the backup, whereas Reimer, I don't know. <laughs> it seems well, like Florida's backup is Chris Dreiger or Dreger. Uh, Dreger. Reimer, oh, yeah. Reimer's in Carolina. Reimer's a Carolina starter. I thought Mrazic was. Uh, okay, maybe they might be like one of those one A one B. Reimer's in Carolina. Either way, I know. That's how much I know about them. They're they're super forgettable. <laughs> they're the backup for Florida. When you spend ten plus million dollars on a goalie, I guess that's yeah. But that's um, what it should be. You shouldn't know no, who the backup is. Um, kind of what but, I mentioned before, because their backup did actually really really well when he played in the regular season, if he stays mm-hmm. anyways. Because he yeah. he had like the the ten point oh one goal saved above average that puts him kind of in the top the top percentage of goalies, like a nine thirty eight save percentage compared to Bobrovsky's 900. So <laughs> that could actually be a, you know, a turning point if Bobrovsky fails, if, if Drieger come back in and do that. Yeah. I'd still put my faith in Varlamov and Grice. Yes. As, I agree. You know, one season removed from, or I guess with Grice, at least one season removed from being on that, that excellent tandem with Leonard. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one. Um, what's your prediction for this series? So I think the on-paper advantage goes to Florida, but the Islanders are going to be a difficult matchup because they play such a solid all-around game, and it doesn't see a lot of offense from either team. So I ultimately think Florida's going to take it just because they do have the offense to put them just a little bit over the top, but that's going to be a very tough fight, and I think it's going to go all five games. Yep. Yeah, I I also picked Florida in five um, just for the same reason as the offense seems like there's a bit more there and you know if if the islanders struggle to score and then they lose any advantage on a power play i don't know if they're gonna be able to do it so i'm gonna give it but to I mean, as Florida as i say this with the offensive advantage we saw this islanders team shut down crosby and malkin last year that's true but um, um I'll, I'll still stick with what i said before <laughs> <laughs> true it's it's so unpredictable playoff hockey is is, an, is a beautiful yeah. thing right and that's um, the thing that's like with these technically these aren't technically playoffs but i think they are for record keeping purposes but because there's so much of a gap it's not like you you don't have that same like build up of momentum into the playoffs like we were talking about last year with columbus versus tampa bay yeah. um there's such like a gap between between the regular season and you know in air quotes playoffs it's like, how are the teams going to come out of the gauge? Are they going to be in that high-intensity mode? Are they going to need a game or two to get ready? Like, what's that going to be like? It almost feels like preseason. It does. It does. Cause... It's like a preseason play-in series. 
That's what it feels yeah. like. I agree. It's like relegation games or something. <laughs> if you lose the series, <laughs> you're out of the league. Go down to the AHL. Um, Always okay. for Kazakhstan in the relegation games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so this next series is the one I'm actually most excited for. Um, and I feel like we talked about how Florida and New York Islanders are set up to be, you know, they're set up for the other team's weakness. This, this to me, this series encapsulates that idea and brings it to a whole other level. It's the Maple Leafs versus the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's so much clearer to me in this one that you have defense, offense. That's yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> so that's that's really all it's going to be is offense or defense. What do you think is going to win? Um, is is a defensive team going to score enough goals to actually win a game, or are they just going to be able to limit the goals against to one or two? Um, or is the offensive team going to be able to outscore <laughs> the shitty defense that they can provide? Um, so, uh, what was the the series at in uh, the regular season? Um, looks like it was a split. Um, that doesn't help anything. <laughs> yeah, so Maple Leafs won one in regulation. Blue Jackets won an OT. Um, so I guess they just played the, the two, two Seven games. Seven to five goal differential in Toronto's favor. <laughs> Pretty yeah. close. Um, where uh, where do you fall on this series? How on do you this see it series? Uh, I think it's going to be tough because... Columbus has had a lot of players hurt and it looks like they're going to be getting a lot of guys back. Um, like I just read something today that um, they're actually adding, who was it? Josh Anderson to I believe so. their active player list. Um, so if they get someone like him back who can, you know, throw the body around against Toronto's forwards or defense, you know, forechecking, that's going to be huge for them. Um, whereas I think for the Leafs there's no real people that were hurt um, looks like Andreas Janssen yeah um, so I think I think all of their, their guys will be good to go uh, for the Leafs um, yeah I mean I, I think last maybe it was last episode maybe it was when before that um, but we were talking about how uh, Freddie Anderson wasn't a bright spot for the Leafs, and it felt weird that that was a thing yeah. <laughs> this season, is that he was almost one of the negative points um, for the year. His performance just wasn't you know, at his normal level. Um, whereas on Columbus, you've got a couple bright spots for the team. Uh, Corpus Allo and Merzlikens had yeah, great I mean, years. Corpus Allo is steady enough to win them quite a few games he actually had a pretty good record and then mm-hmm. Merzlikens like I mean we all know of his story with the that massive streak when earlier in the season yeah um so this is one that I I know how I want it to go <laughs> <laughs> um but I think it's gonna go all five uh I want columbus to win i really do i like I think... them being the trolls of the nhl 
it's a really good identity for them. Yeah, I think you know they 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 swept a team that's blue and white before. Um, <laughs> they can do it again. Um, well, here's the here's the thing though, like Toronto is built similarly to Tampa Bay. They're like a poor man's Tampa Bay Lightning. Like they've got that same that same like all star team build where it's like focused mostly on offense, not as much on defense. I mean, even though Tampa Bay does have excellent defense as well, but they both yeah. kind of have that all star all star team mentality where it's like all offense, not a whole lot of physicality and grit. And we saw Columbus dismantle Tampa Bay last year, and I mean now we have like the poor man's version of them. Although that being said, um, Hedman was hurt for all of that series wasn't he or did he play the last game oh you know what you're right he was hurt for for parts of that so i think i don't remember take the, Hedman, the if you take headman away i'd say that they're they're very identical teams um you know you've got better goaltending with vasilevsky though um but removing headman that could be the leafs <laughs> the leafs don't have that guy like that huge high-end defensive talent um you know Leafs fans might argue morgan riley or whatever but i don't Riley's think he's often more offensive than headman riley's yeah, riley is more offensive and less defensive i think i'd say nine Hedman's out of ten dentists choose victor headman in that <laughs> <laughs> situation um but uh yeah i mean that's a really good point sean that uh the leafs are built similar to toronto so i mean they could just use the same game plan um but the blue jackets don't have panarin um yes, so they are missing that offense that they had last year with panarin and duchene and um Dezingle, mm-hmm. even though the Dezingle didn't do as much but they, that didn't really hold them back this season right um, no no they, they still managed about the same they scored by committee um you had oliver bjorkstrand step up um I mean, you had 20 you goal had, scorers. You had, Cam Atkinson. you had Cam Atkinson out of the lineup, too, for most of the year. He scored yeah. 41 last year. So they still won games. Um, if I think if Columbus can keep it down to a low-scoring game, they've got it. If yeah. they can frustrate and Tavares, Matthews, Marner. Well, did I you mean, see I saw two... today that they're on a, they're on a line. Yeah. They're practicing on a line. I was just going to say, do you, so, that, do you see that line? Um, that makes it super easy for Columbus. Just shut down the one line, and we're good. Yeah. All <laughs> so, they need is Jones and Wierenski, and then that line's taken care of. Yeah, so, I mean, if the Leafs go into the series with that super line, and they can just shut them down, fine. I, I'd pick Columbus. Um I, I, I'm going to do it, Sean. I'm going to pick Columbus. I'm going to pick Columbus. You in... got the hot take here. It's a Leaf series, so it's got to go to a Game 7 or the equivalent of a Game 7. <laughs> so I'm going to say Game 5, Columbus. <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see it happen. I wish it could be 3, but I don't think it's going to be. No. And, and no. I really want Columbus to put themselves on the map um, and just show that last year... Put some fear wasn't in a, the boots. It wasn't a fluke. It was like we're yeah. we're a good team, and um, I think I was watching a hockey guy video, um, great great YouTuber, um, where he was saying that you know nobody really hates Columbus. I mean, t- Tampa Bay fans. I don't think they can even say that they hate Columbus um, because of just how incredible that was. Um, they must be upset and not like them, but. I don't think there's really a hate, but the hate comes into fandom when your team starts losing to that team 
you know? Like, yeah. when they start the beating the start. teams that you're cheering for. And if Columbus can keep doing that, then they're going to build that hate up, and that's how you know that you've arrived as a franchise. When other teams, other fandoms can actually say, I hate you because you beat our team in playoffs, and like you're yeah. a pain in the ass to play against, and Tortorella plays that style of hockey. So I would love for Columbus to finally arrive and to be... You know, one of the destinations that players don't say, I don't want to play there. Like, And uh, what a better way to make a statement. Yeah, and I mean, what a better way to make a statement than to get that type of, you know, rivalry started with one of the biggest franchises in the league. Yeah, I mean, they beat Tampa, and Tampa was had that historic season. But beating Toronto, like, you're going to get so many people with eyes on. Toronto is the center of the universe, right? So <laughs> Exactly. So beating Toronto would be great for that franchise, and I really want to see it happen. I like Toronto, um, but I think it'd be better for hockey if they lost. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my prediction and what I, my finger's crossing for. Uh, what about you? Yeah, so I, I also have those thoughts through my head where it's like, okay, I mean, we've just seen what Columbus did last year. I mean, they have... A f- quite a few pieces gone from that roster but the core and kind of that mentality and the system is still in place but i think ultimately with the break and the quick jump into this high intensity play that there might be a bit of a slow start for the defense and goalies and that's where columbus excels and that's where they have to excel and i don't know if they have like, like i know toronto has the offense to actually capitalize on that type of slow start where the defensive physicality and the goalies might be a little bit take a game or two to get into things i ultimately say toronto takes this one in four and I also want to point out that Columbus is not Boston, therefore they cannot beat Toronto <laughs> in the last game of the series. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Um, fair enough. I mean, the, the, the Capitals beat them in six, I think. So yeah. that would make sense. Um, yeah, it has to be Boston if we're going to go with the major weird upset and in the seventh game or fifth game in yeah. this case. True. Um, um, I do like your point, though, about the slow start for defense and goalies. I mean, remember the the World Cup of hockey? How yeah. that was the major criticism of them? Like, oh, well, it looks like preseason games out there because defense and goalies are letting everything by them and letting everything in. Um, it could be very well the same thing, where um, it's easier to, to provide offense when the defense is, is a little yeah. slow. To, they're caught flat-footed because they're not in the swing of things. Um, so that's a good point. I'm just projecting pro- positive vibes. Columbus, take my energy. I want this to happen. <laughs> <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah, you have to go into your backyard now, set up a Blue Jackets logo, and do some uh, satanic ritual to get them get them your energy and power. Yeah, I'll set up a shrine to torts in my, <laughs> in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be a giant bruise from a shot block. Yeah. Yeah, I'll it, I'll do what I have to for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do whatever um, it takes. Whatever it takes. If I, I need to fire off a cannon, I'll do that. Um. All right, so that's that's uh, all the the series, I guess. Um. Did you have which one of those are you most excited for? I'm most excited for the Pittsburgh-Montreal one because I really, like, I'm kind of like a borderline Habs fan, and I kind of want to see them pull off another miracle run like they had that uh, that one year 
with uh, was like Carey Price and Yaroslav Halak kind of went on fire yeah, for Yaro a bit. Halak against the, yeah. the Caps. <laughs> I want to see I want to see that happen again. But um, I think in, in terms of sheer hockey, that Rangers Hurricane series is going to be an absolute blessing to watch. It's just going to be so fun and such intense hockey that I really want to catch that one. Where how, yeah. how are you feeling? I think that one is going to be the best hockey as well. I mean, we mentioned it when we went over it. Um, I think that one's going to be the closest um, in terms of like scores um, and going the distance. Um, but I am, I am looking forward to watching the Toronto versus Columbus series the most. Um, you know, in, in all seriousness, um, if Toronto can finally win a playoff round, even though it's, you know, the line's a little blurred on if this is playoffs or not. <laughs> if they can actually make it past this round, um, it'd be great for them. And plus, I want to see them play against Boston. <laughs> so, you know that's what? That's got to happen if, somehow. If they win this round, we'll consider it a playoff round. Don't take this away from them. <laughs> Let them have something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would love to see them win this round and then have to play Boston next. I don't know if that's how it works, but it would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll find out. We'll have to actually like take a look into the like second round or like how the reseed is going to happen. But that could be an interesting one if they pull through this one and then end up in the first round against Boston yet again. Yeah. So you know, if Toronto can win the series, I think that's great. Um, Toronto fans, you know, they're they're super hungry. Um, dare I say? They kind of deserve a playoff win right now <laughs> just because of how long it's been and, you know, how how much they love hockey and how much discussion is around the Leafs. It would be great if they won. Um, but I would love to see Columbus win too. Um, so I think that one's, that one's going to be... I'll be happy with any result in that series, so I'm really excited to watch it. Um, so those two are, are what I'm looking forward to the most. Um, the Penguins versus Canadians, I, I'd really hate the Penguins, <laughs> so I, I don't know how much of that I'll watch, um, unless you know, for some reason the Canadians are just dominating, then I'll probably tune in. Um, but uh, Florida versus the Islanders, I probably won't watch too much of that one, or at least I probably won't prioritize like making time in my in my day. I think I think that wraps things up here for this week on Clappercast. So make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get to your podcasts. To keep up to date with the latest content, you can follow us on Instagram at Clappercast Media or on Facebook at Clappercast. And you can let us know how far off our Eastern Conference qualifier previews are. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll be back next time with our Western Conference qualifying round previews.